Praise the Lord. Father, we honor you this morning. You are awesome. We love you. Our hearts and minds are open this morning, Father, to receive everything that you have for us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Let's say our confession before we're seated this morning. Good to see y'all on this Christmas week, amen. Here we go. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Give the Lord one more hand. Tell the person beside you before you're seated, it's a great day this morning. <laughs> Amen. You may be seated. Well, I don't know if y'all have discovered like I have, but when you sit around the house for a week and just wear sweatpants and eat, you have no idea how much fat you're gaining, right? I promise you this coat has shrunk. What happened, Rodney? It's an honor to share God's word this morning, amen? amen. And we praise God for our amazing pastors, amen? amen. And uh, as we were singing, I was thinking about uh, some of Pastor Bill's funniest stories. And one of my favorites um, was many years ago, a man started coming to the church, and he didn't have much, and he was struggling in life. And I don't know if he was homeless or what the situation was, but God put on Pastor Bill's heart to give him his favorite tie. And uh, he looked at his closet, and he was like, oh, how about this one? This, no, but, but he obeyed the Holy Spirit and gave him his favorite tie. And it was a good-looking tie that Pastor Bill really liked. And then, and then the man actually passed away shortly thereafter. And Pastor Bill tells the story that he was doing his funeral, and he looked down on the casket, and the man was wearing that tie. And he had this thought. He was like, God, he's not going to need that, you know. Can I take it back, right? So they have a couple of weeks off, so pray for them. I know they're going to have a great time together. So again, just a reminder, no service this Wednesday for uh, New Year's. Amen? All right. Be encouraged this morning. You know, when Jesus came to the earth, and uh, spent some time here and finished the work, did what he was supposed to do here. Then he met with his disciples and he said, I'm, I have to leave now. But don't be discouraged because I'm leaving. He said, it's to your advantage that I leave. Amen. And I just think it's one of the most amazing things that Jesus said that it could possibly be to our advantage that he would leave the earth. He said, when I leave, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, you are going to be endued or filled with power. You're going to be filled with power. Power to do what? Power to overcome. Power to keep going. Power to be filled with hope when everyone around us seems hopeless. Power to be positive in a negative world. Power to overcome addiction. Power to overcome our flesh. Power to get up again even when you fall another time. Amen? He said, you're going to be filled with power. And then that power would not be limited by geographical location to where Jesus was at that particular time. The Holy Spirit will be poured out on all the earth. Amen. 
available to all who call on the name of the Lord to be filled with power. Amen? John 16, verse 5. Jesus said, I'm going away to him who sent me. And none of you asks me where you are going, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. These men had left everything to follow him, left their families, left their homes, left their jobs. And now he said, I'm going to be leaving. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And then verse 12, skip down to verse 12 is really what I want to focus on this morning. He said, I still have many things to say to you. Everybody say many things. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. It's amazing. Amen. Then Jesus said, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine and declare it to you. Amazing. Amen. The Holy Spirit will declare, he will share, he will speak, he will reveal, he will uncover God's word to you and to me. This morning, he has not left us powerless. He's given us everything that we need to keep on going, to overcome, to live in victory. You already have it this morning. I already have it this morning. It's in us. Amen? It's in us. God's living, creative, powerful word is in us as revealed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have everything we need for victory in 2020. He said, I'll send the Holy Spirit and he's going to take of mine and declare it to you. All these things that I still have to say to you. What you need to do about all the situations that are confronting you. I still have many things to say to you regarding those things. Those people that are continually being a bother to you. I still have many things to say about that situation. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what to do in those situations. He'll uncover it. He'll reveal it. Amen. For what purpose? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. First time I heard this, Pastor Pam was teaching in VBI, and, and she was talking about this scripture. And uh, the Apostle Paul said, To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus. And then verse 10. Why did he do this? To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church or by God's people to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. 
The Holy Spirit will show us God's current word for the day for your family, for my family, for your life, for my life to overcome the flesh, to overcome circumstances, to overcome situations. He'll show us that current revelation word so that we can speak it into the atmosphere to overcome every demonic force that has been assigned to stop us. Amen. It's amazing. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Because we know we're not in a battle against flesh and blood. We're in a spiritual battle. Amen. Ephesians 12 or 612. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. We are fighting against rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. But we don't need to be afraid this morning because he's put that power through the Holy Spirit, through his current word that he has for us for this day, for this coming week, for 2020. He reveals that living word to us so we can overcome those dark forces that are assigned to take us out. Amen. Praise the Lord. God has a perfect will for your life. He has a perfect will, uh, will for your family. He has a perfect will for your friends at work, the people that you're developing relationships with. He has a perfect will for our community, our awesome community that is so blessed. He has a perfect will for it. He has a perfect will for our amazing, wonderful nation that's not perfect, but is still the greatest nation on the earth. He has a perfect will for our nation. And there are evil forces in the spirit realm trying to take you out, trying to take me out, trying to hinder us, trying to stop God's perfect will from coming to pass. Amen. And he's given the job to you and to me to speak his current revelated, uh, um, re current revealed manna word into the atmosphere to overcome those dark forces. Amen. And each of us in a different place in this community. Each of us with influence in different areas of this community, our families in the different areas that God has assigned us to, each of us with influence and the opportunity to bring his will to pass in each of those areas in this community to really be a bright light and make a difference. Amen. God's word has creative power. His word has creative power. His word from the very beginning set all things in the motion. His word created. And he's upholding all things by his word. The word of the Lord this morning is speak life in 2020. Everybody say speak life, speak life. in 2020. Isaiah 55 11 says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please, and my word shall prosper or be effective in the thing for which I sent it. Amen? God's word, listen, listen, God's word has tremendous creative power. Amen? And that word is in us. That current manna, that word for tomorrow is in us. And God wants his will to come to pass. But the only way it's going to come to pass is for you and I to speak his word out of our mouth to see his perfect will come to pass. Amen. God's word accomplishes objectives. God's word has power over natural things. It's a supernatural word in origin. 
and God's the the effects of His word coming out of our mouth are supernatural. Uh, Google defines supernatural uh, this way: it says attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. Webster says of or relating to an order of existence beyond the visible, observable universe. Amen. His word has creative power and his word is supernatural. So when you and I get in agreement with his written word, we get in agreement with the revealed word from the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. That supernatural word coming forth has the power to change circumstances, has the power to change a community and a family and the direction of a young person. And a nation. Amen. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And Hebrews 1.1 says, God is upholding all things by the word of his power. The word created all things at the beginning, and the word is upholding all things. Amen. No wonder that the writer of Hebrews in chapter 4, verse 12 says God's word is living and it is powerful. The word of God is living and powerful. The book of Revelation talks about the word of God this way in Revelation 19. He sees a vision of the living word. Watch this. He said, now I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He, he uh, was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. We have a supernatural word, amen? This supernatural written word that created everything and that supernatural revealed word in our heart through the Holy Spirit. Amen. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fly, fine linen, white and clean. They followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. We've all uh, heard the scripture, Proverbs 18, 12, right? Now, death and life are in the power of the... Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Boy, if you think about everything that's in between death and life, it encompasses everything. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The ability to speak death over a situation is in our mouth. The power to speak life over a situation is in our mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Um, I found this cool version uh, called the Complete Jewish Bible Version, and, and it has the scripture this way. It says, the tongue has power over life and death, and those who indulge it, will eat its fruit. The words of the mouth have the power to kill, and the words of the mouth have the power to bring life. Here's the question this morning. 
which side are your words and my words lined up with? Amen? Look at the words you've been posting. Look at the words you've been speaking over people, over situations, over your job, over your family, over your children. Where are your words lined up? Are they lined up with death or are your words lined up with life? Because we are creating something with every word that we speak. This is not a charismatic word of faith doctrine. The power of words. This is not something that Kenneth Hagin and Oral Roberts dreamed up. Amen? This is not a charismatic word of faith doctrine. The power of the words that we speak. This is a fundamental foundational doctrine of all people who have faith in Jesus Christ. He is the living word. And you and I, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled Jesus in our heart through faith in him, our words are powerful. Amen? The book of uh, Ephesians... Sorry, I skipped ahead. We're going to go back half a page. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. The hearers of what? The hearers of your words. And the hearers of my words. And look at verse 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness. Bitter words. Hurtful words. Negative words. Judgmental words. Let all bitterness. Wrath. Anger. Clamor. And evil speaking be put away from you. Be kind to one another. Be tender-hearted. Forgive one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Amen? Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, because Jesus left the earth, and he poured out the Holy Spirit. You and I are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we are the temple of the living word of God, the Holy Spirit. And if we speak anything out of our mouth that doesn't agree with God's word, especially judgmental, hurtful, corrupt words, it has the potential to grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Have you ever been around someone and, and, and they're, maybe they're the kind of person when they say things, everyone cringes? Oh, don't, don't say that. Oh, goodness. Right? We have a... Youth basketball, there's all types of parents involved in youth basketball, right? And uh, everybody loves to yell at the referees. And um, anyway, so we have a very spirited parent at a game, right? And so it's gotten to the point that whenever they open their mouth, everyone cringes. Because what they say is so, so hurtful. So you and I, filled with the Holy Spirit, what a terrible thing to think that if we're speaking hurtful, judgmental, corrupt words, that it's making the Holy Spirit cringe on the inside of us. Amen? 
Everybody say, let's get better. The Holy Spirit was sent to reveal the words that Jesus wanted, uh, that, that he still had to say, that he wants us to say. Amen? And um, don't grieve the Holy Spirit by speaking corrupt words. The definition of corrupt in the, in the Greek, the word is sapros, and it means this. It means rotten, worthless, bad, of poor quality, and unfit for use. Those are the types of words that produce death. They produce death, people around us, if we speak them, and they produce death in the spirit realm if we get in agreement with them. Rotten, worthless, bad, of poor quality, unfit for use. Everybody say, no more corrupt words. Words of grace, words of life, words of faith, words of love. Amen. Everywhere we go, we got to be known as the people that spark, speak um, and spark also speak words of faith, words of life, words of grace, words of love. How long we've we been married? 26 years. She loves me so much, she doesn't even care that I forget, right? <laughs> so listen, so I've known your mom for 28 years. No, 27 years. We didn't date for long. I knew what I was looking for when I saw her. <laughs> That's the truth. I was an hour late to our first blind date. And... Um, I walked in, it was the early 90s, her blonde hair was this tall, at least. You know it was, it was crazy. And she had this white, sparkly shirt on, ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes, and I was about to kiss my heart goodbye. <laughs> so anyway, so, so I've known her mom for 27 years, and I can honestly tell you I have never heard her mom say a negative, hurtful word about another human being. Not one time. Not one time. Ever. You know what? She, she's like an angel to me. And everyone who knows her, let us be that kind of person. Amen? Stop proclaiming judgment on other people. Stop. We have to stop this. Amen? Why would we elevate ourselves to a position of authority to make make ourselves think that we can say whatever we want about God's precious creation. People, people are precious to him. Amen. We don't want the Holy Spirit to cringe or grieve when words come out of our mouth. Amen. Let's get in agreement with words of faith, words of life, gracious words. Amen. James put it this way when he talked about the words that we speak. Uh, James chapter 3, verse 2, uh, James said, We all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. You say, what about actions, though? What about actions of the flesh that produce death? But see, words of life and words of faith spoken over the flesh will allow us to bring the flesh into under control. Amen? Words of faith and words of life and words of grace spoken over ourselves will allow us to bring the flesh under control. 
James said, if anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. That's amazing. He said, indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths in, in, in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they're so large and they're driven by fierce winds, and they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. One small spark has the ability to start a fire and burn down a million acres. James compares the power of our tongue to that little spark. But used correctly, used accurately, used carefully in submission to God's, God's word and the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, words have the ability to chart the course of our life right along God's perfect will for us. Amen? Words are loaded with power. God created with his word, and he's given that same creative power to you and I. In the late 80s, I went to visit uh, Rama Bible Church in Tulsa, and uh, Kenneth Hagin was speaking, and he passed out these uh, books at the end. And uh, for a while, we were giving these books to all of our tenants and or leaving them in a kitchen drawer for them. And... Uh, it's a tremendous little book written by uh, E.W. Kenyon, and he passed away in the 50s, so I don't know when he wrote this, would probably early 1900s, but he has this little uh, chapter in here, and uh, he said, all the man had was words. He said, this is a little study of great things. One man started out, he started out in life with no sponsors. He started out without a university education. He had no money, and someone said to him, what have you beside your two hands to make a, make a success of life? And the man said softly, I have nothing but words. The friend smiled, not understanding what he said. So he started on his lonely quest for success with, but no, with nothing but words. And he learned the secret of putting things into words, of making words living things. He filled his words with thought, clear thought. And after a bit, he learned the secret of putting his fine, clean, splendid life into words men began to set a value upon his words people would stop him on the street to engage him in conversation just to hear his words you understand that almost every man who has climbed to the top of the ladder of success has climbed with words oh here and there we'll find a man who has climbed because of an unusual voice or an unusual gift of artistry but the majority of people have gotten their feet on the first rung of the ladder of success by words and they climb the rung up to the top. A man must put a valuation on his own words before others will sense their value. The ambitious man's words become his bank account. He studied. He dug deep. He thought through on problems. Other people learn to trust his judgment and trust his words, rather to even study for themselves. There's a vast army of people who have certain business ability, but they have, they have to hire others to do most of their thinking and most of their speaking. He supplied that want. He did the thinking. He did the speaking. By and by, they were willing to pay him almost any price just to hear his words. His words became valuable. His words became his servants. Oh, how they labored for him. He filled his words with inspiration, with comfort, with hope for others. 
He sent his words out on wings until they passed from house to house, from lip to lip. He found himself being quoted here and there. His words were doing things. They were his servants working for him. He had learned the secret of words. Amen. Mark 11, 22. Mark put it this way. He said, have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, everybody say says. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You'll be rescued. You'll be delivered. He said, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, or right standing, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen? Salvation, the, the Greek for salvation is soteria, and it means this, to uh, be delivered from danger, to be restored to a state of safety, soundness, health, and well-being. Paul said, with the mouth confession is made Onto deliverance from danger. With the mouth, you can speak to a restoration, to a, a state of safety and soundness and health and well-being. Amen? Every word that comes from our mouth is producing something. What are we creating with our words? The Lord's been helping me with this. And um, I'm trying to grow in this area. <laughs> Amen? I'm getting better at it. Rather than just describing situations and describing challenges, rather than describing situations and how people aren't measuring up to what we think they should be and do, rather than describing those situations, how about we change situations with words of life consistently spoken over time. Amen? Get your shoulders back. Get a fire in your eyes. Stand up, refuse to be a victim, and speak words of life over your life. Amen? He did not leave us powerless. He said, it's to your advantage that I'm leaving. How could it possibly be to our advantage? Because he sent the Holy Spirit, and he still had many things to say about you and about me and about what God has for us this coming year in 2020. He said, I'm not leaving you powerless. I'm depositing the Holy Spirit inside of you so you'll know what to speak over every situation to bring my perfect will to pass. Amen. Continual speaking and confession of God's word over every area of our lives will produce the fruit we desire to see. Any area of our lives this morning. That's not lining up with God's word. Find out what God's word says and proclaim his word over those situations and consistent and continual declaration of his living word will change a situation. Amen. If you need healing in your body this morning, Proverbs 4.22 said, your word is health to all my flesh. If you're in debt this morning, and you need deliverance and rescue 
There is deliverance in God's word. Romans 13, 8 says, Oh, no man anything but to love him. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your promise. God, you told me not to owe any man anything except to love him. So if you told me, I know I, I can do it and you can do it and you can do it in me and through me. Amen? If you're having trouble sleeping at night, Psalm 127.2, I'm so thankful I heard this scripture early on in my Christian walk. Psalm 127.2, he gives his beloved sleep. Amen? He gives his beloved sleep. Psalm 127.2, somebody said, well, I tried that once. It didn't work. It's not something we try. We build our life on it. Amen? We build our life on it, and we believe it. And so I think I could count for you. On one hand, the number of times I haven't been able to sleep in the last 20 years. And so on those, those, those few occasions, what I've tried to do, not that I've got it all figured out, but what I've tried to do is if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm tossing and turning, perhaps God has something he wants to deal with me about when there's no distractions. And so what I've done, um, early on it was about my brother. And, and his heart, I would get up 20 years ago and proclaim, and then I'd get up out of bed and then go downstairs and just be quiet and lift, lift, lift my hands in the air and walk around for a few minutes and ask God what he wants to speak over different situations and what I should pray. Early on, it was to pray over my brother. Didn't know he had an aneurysm on his heart that was going to explode one day. And, uh, but, so different situations that God wants us to deal with, perhaps that's why I can't sleep that particular night. Get up, allow God to take care of it, speak his word over that situation, and after it's done, just thank him for Psalm 127.2. Thank you, Father. You give your beloved sleep. I am your beloved, and you give me sweet sleep. I rest in it in Jesus' name. I'm telling you what, right back to sleep. Amen. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, hide Isaiah 26.2 in your life and, or in your heart and speak it over your life on a continual basis. He will keep the man in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. He'll keep the man in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Amen. Thank you, Father, for Isaiah 26.2. You keep me in perfect peace because my mind is fixed on you. Show me, Father, what to put my mind on. Show me what scriptures. Holy Spirit, reveal it to me in your word. Show me what scriptures to think about and meditate on and speak. Amen? Four simple keys this morning to allow all of us to continue to grow in this, this important area of our lives of, of knowing and recognizing and, and just growing in this ability to speak words of faith and words of life and words of grace over our lives and over different situations. Number one, frame every day. Frame every day, first thing in the morning. Amen? Frame every day, first thing in the morning. Frame our day every morning. Speak in faith that which we want to see for the day. Amen? I don't know if you're like me, but I don't want to proclaim this over myself, so I'm not going to. So I feel great in the morning. <laughs> Amen. So some days I feel greater than other days, though, right? So I think it's important, regardless of feelings, 
regardless of how we feel, regardless if there's a difficult situation we have to confront for the day, frame our day with words of faith in the morning. And I don't know if you've seen what I have, but when I remember to do this, it, it allows you, we release God's angels to go to work for us throughout the day and work those situations out for us. Amen. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit what to speak over any situation that doesn't line up with God's word. Get his word on it and then speak his word on it. Amen. Get his word on it. Speak his word on it and stay on his word and refuse to come off of it. Refuse to come off of it. Number three, stop judging people with our words. Stop judging people. Matthew 7, 1 says, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. The Good News translation says this. It says, do not judge others so that God will not judge you. For God will judge you in the same way that you judge others. <laughs> Hello. Stop speaking judgment over people. Amen. Names are precious to God. People's names are precious to him. So when you and I speak a person's name, listen to this. When we speak a person's name and then we follow up that name, with critical words of harsh judgment, it has the potential to make the Holy Spirit cringe and to grieve him because Jesus paid a great price for each person. So you and I cannot put ourselves in a place of judgment over other people. And with the same words of judgment that we would speak over others, they'll be spoken over us and applied to us. Humble yourself. Be gracious. Be kind. Speak kind words. Speak grace. Speak positive life over other people. Find the good in other people. Stop elevating yourself to a position of authority to think that you can speak judgment over others. Hello. I was praying about this when I got this, okay? <laughs> Pastor Bill's going to be back very soon. <laughs> Stop elevating yourself to a position of authority to think that you can speak judgment over other people. Appreciate other people. Find the good in others. Speak life and speak love. Amen? Glory be to God. Number one, four simple keys. Number one, frame our day every morning with words of faith. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit what to speak over every situation that doesn't line up with God's word. Number three, stop judging other people with our words. And number four, be very deliberate with every word that is spoken. No idle or careless words. Amen. Praise the Lord. When Jesus left the earth and sent the Holy Spirit, he did not leave us powerless. He gave us everything that we need to be victorious through his powerful word as revealed through the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Amen. Can we all bow our heads for just a moment this morning? All across the room this morning, maybe you're here and you would say, pastors, my life is not right. Uh, maybe you're here, you feel far from God, uh, God this morning. 
I would, I would think that that's the reason you're here this morning, to, uh, to get things turned around. If you feel far from God, uh, then today is your day to get back on God's perfect path for your life. And if that's you this morning, we want to pray with you all across the room. We say, my life is not right. Would you pray for me? Could you slip your hand up in the air and we'll pray together with you this morning? Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. We'll pray right where you're sitting, okay? Let's all pray this prayer together. Romans 10, verse 8. says, this is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved or you will be rescued. You will be delivered from danger and brought to a state of safety, soundness, health, and well-being. With the heart we believe unto righteousness or right standing with our Heavenly Father and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let's all pray this prayer together this morning. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus, for finishing the work, for paying the price for all my sin. I have sinned. I've made a lot of mistakes. This morning, Father, I ask you for your forgiveness. Forgive me of all of my sin. Thank you for Jesus. I thank you that the price that he paid was totally sufficient for all of my sin. All forgiven. I put my faith in Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, that in you I have new life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Let's all stand up this morning. Give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. That's a good word from the Lord. Amen. Speak life in 2020. Amen. Let's go out with this powerful confession over our, lo- or over our lives together this morning. I am loved. And I'm living for Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. My body is healed. I am strong. I'm healthy. I'm debt free. Everything I touch prospers. I'm blessed. My family is blessed. God's favor is on my life. My past is forgiven. And my future is bright. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord one more hand. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful uh, New Year holiday this Wednesday. Amen. Don't celebrate too much. Amen. No, celebrate a lot. Just do it well. Do it well. (laughs) God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.